welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. has to realize that we sort of got some things wrong. 
are seasons in the church. I'm not expecting too much noise this morning. There are seasons in the church where the church has to sort of realize where we've got some things wrong. We've got some things wrong. Call those seasons, seasons of global maturation. Global maturation, where the whole church at the same time is forced to repent of errant theology. Things that we've taught that were in error. Things that we've shared with people for generations, centuries even, that were just plain wrong. Church has taught some things down through the years. We had a really hard time recovering from. Had egg on our face, as it were, about some teachings that came across multiple pulpits through multiple denominations. We had to correct ourselves over the years to try to let people know that, you know, we're still growing too. An example of that is when the church, way back in history, so focused on this concept of the world being flat. We were so upset when somebody said the world is round. We're so focused on the world being flat that the church put Aristotle in jail just to defend what they had been teaching for centuries. Found out that science was bright had to come out globally mature in our theology. Another example of this is the abolition of slavery. I'm going to hurry up. Another example of this is the abolition of slavery, where the church for years, for centuries, had to, they were teaching this theology of Ham. Says those who originate from the continent were cursed by God in scripture. And that supported global slavery. After a little while, and there are some that still try to defend us today. Help us, Jesus. Church had to come and globally mature to a place where we realized and we said, you know what? We repent for teaching wrong. More recently, there have been many abuses of leadership, specifically with children, abuse of physical and other kinds, harmful acts that came from people that supposedly serve same God these children are being taught to pray to. Not expecting too much noise this morning. Protected an institution over protecting children. We protected leaders that bastardized scripture instead of protecting those that Jesus said we should be like. Amen. Amen. After a little while, after all of the scandals came out, one by one, person by person, name by name, and still there are some who would rather protect church than protect God's people. Globally, we had to come to a place where we as a church matured and repented. Church has often been a lagging indicator of social progress. Write that down. Church has often been a lagging indicator of social progress. That the people, people of God have been able to read the word and they have changed and society has changed and been modified, but the church has been stuck where we think we should be. And I think that's because we're called by God to defend what's faithful. 
We are, as a church, as a people, we are called by God to defend what's faithful. But defending what's right still requires an open heart. Amen. Defending what's right still requires an open mind. Amen. And defending what's right still requires the people of God to grow. Somebody yeah. say grow. Yeah. grow. It requires us, even though we are called by God to defend the tenets of our faith, we have to follow God as he matures us to a place that we are defending not what we've been taught. We're defending what's right. Let me hurry up. In July of 2022, a gentleman by the name of Creflo Dollar renounced his teaching. I feel like preaching right now. Renounced his teaching on tithing. In July of 2022, a gentleman by the name of Creflo Dollar renounced his teaching on tithing. Since 1986, this pastor has been teaching a gospel that focused primarily. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. This pastor has been teaching a gospel that focused primarily on the prosperity of the believer through obedience to the principles of God's word. Hear me, church. The principles he mainly focused on were the principles of healing and the principles of tithing. Last year, just last year, after 35 years, 35 years of ministering consistently on this topic, this world-renowned pastor said, throw away every book. Oh, throw away every tape. Throw away everything that I taught you on the subject of tithing. everything, every book, every tape, every video that I ever did on the subject of tithing unless it aligns with grace. He also added that religion runs on two things. Religion. Institutionalized religion. Y'all with me? Religion runs on two things. Either fear mm -hmm. or guilt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> religion runs on two things. It runs on either fear or runs on guilt. And as he reshaped his teaching on tithing, he made a shift from giving as a matter of obligation to teaching on giving as an act, these are my words, as an act of surrender. Surrendering to God because God gave it to you anyway. <laughs> Surrendering to the one who is the owner of the cattle that's on a thou, hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, my Jesus. Surrendering to the one that's the owner of the cattle on a thousand hills. Surrendering to the one that promised to provide all of your needs according to his riches. Hallelujah and glory. Surrender, saints. Surrender. See, we talked last two weeks ago about fasting being a form of sacrifice, right? Talked last week about prayer being a form of submission. This week, we're going to talk about giving as an act of surrender. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. For generations, for generations, we've been using language from Malachi chapter 3. Language from Malachi chapter 3. It says, will a man rob God? How'd I make you feel? Will a man rob God? You are cursed with a curse. How'd I make you feel? How'd I make you feel? He shall not destroy the fruit. He shall destroy the fruits of your ground. How would I make you feel? Don't get me wrong, saints. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we should be throwing the baby away with the bathwater. No, 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 no. No, no. Giving is a principle of scripture. Amen? Giving is a principle of scripture. Giving is a principle of scripture. But I feel like as we mature as a body... God allows us to grow, as Paul says, from grace to grace. And in this grace, 
we find that God is a God of relationship, not a God of condemnation. There are questions. There were questions when we talked about fasting. People ask, hey, why are you not telling me what to fast from? Why are you not telling me when I should be fasting? Why are you not prescribing to the whole church what we should be doing? Because, saints, your fast should be defined by your relationship with God. You know what you need. I have no idea. I feel like preaching. <laughs> should not be a prescription from a book that you read that someone wrote. But your prayer life should be defined by your relationship with God. If all you have is a hallelujah, give him your hallelujah. If all you have is a thank you, Jesus, give him your thank you, Jesus. If all you have is a help me, Lord, give God your help. Wherever your relationship is, that's where your prayer life should be. And now... And now we're talking about giving. I am confident that y'all want me to tell you how you should give, when you should give, where you should give, who you should give to. And I will offer. I feel like running, Lord, I do. I will offer that the tithe is 10%. Let me be faithful. The tithe is 10% of every dime and every dollar that comes into your possession. Write it down, write it down, write it down. Y'all looking for a recipe, there it is. Looking for a recipe, there it is. A tithe, 10% of every dime and every dollar that comes into your possession, given back to the local church. No tithe to Bishop Jakes. He ain't gonna do your funeral. <laughs> Local church, that's where you tithe to. The local church. The offering is the abundance above that 10%. Given to whomever, wherever, however God leads you. I will offer. But as y'all are asking me for a recipe, God is asking you for a relationship. You're asking me how you should give, where you should give, to whom you should give, and why you should give. But I am saying to you that God is asking you to give as a reflection of your love for the master. Are you giving because you're obligated to give? Or are you giving in surrender, complete surrender? To the one who gave you everything. Giving is an act of surrender. And the results of giving are communicated by Jesus. Look in Luke chapter 6. Go ahead, I'll wait for you to turn to it. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. The Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, give and it shall be. I need an organ right there, I do. Give and it shall be. Given unto you, good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Shaking together. And running over. Shall men be caused to give unto your bosom for the same measure that you use to give to other people. God going to use that same measure to give back to you. Do you trust God to control the outcomes of your life? Or do you need the outcomes controlled by you and you have to keep everything in your pocket? Do you trust God to surrender all to him? Or do you need to control the outcomes by keeping everything so you can count every dime, 
All right. This is why, church, I'm almost done. This is why we've adjusted from the Malachi scriptures that we've read for years. This is why we've adjusted from the Malachi scriptures that we've read for years when we give our offering. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Everybody find it in your Bible. Please, 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 everybody, I will wait for you. TJ, come here, good brother. I need some help today. I didn't think I would, but I need it. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning at verse number 6. Y'all there? Y'all there? The point is not, no, 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 no. I don't want no cheerful giver. No, the point is not, will a man rob God? The point is not, if you don't give, you will be cursed with a curse. The point is not, if I don't give, I'm going to be destroyed and God is going to destroy my harvest. The point is this, Paul says. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap. What is sparingly to you? Some of y'all make $250,000 a year, and you give in like you still make $25,000 a year. You are sowing. Whoever sows sparingly is also going to reap sparingly. But whoever gives bountifully, the same shall be. Let me go back up. Let me go back up to Luke. And it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together. Running over. God's going to cause men to give unto your bosom. The measure you use will be used on you. Each one of you must give as you have decided in your heart. But don't do it reluctantly. Look at the Bible. Or under compulsion. Are y'all reading the same word I'm reading? Are you looking at the same Bible I'm looking at? Yes, as a child, we needed to learn that there were consequences to disobedience. But we've grown up now. Or have we? But we've grown up now. And your giving should be a reflection of your relationship with the master. We've grown up now. If God asks you for 10%, give God 10%. But if God asks you for 50 Do you trust him enough to give God what God asked? God asked you for 10%. Give God 10%. But if God asks you for more, do you trust God enough to be the one that still will provide everything that you need according to... He got real quiet in here, didn't he? <laughs> got real quiet in here, didn't he? Do you still trust God to provide for you because he owns it anyway. Each one of you must give as he's decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. Yes, yeah, sure, there it is. And God is able, somebody say God is able, to make all grace abound unto you. So that having all sufficiency, there he is, hallelujah, in all things and at all times. I don't know when I need it. I don't know what I need. I don't know how I'm going to need God to show up. But God is able to make all grace abound to me. So that having all sufficiency, he can do anything in all things at all times. You may abound in every good work. Verse number nine, as it is written, he has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. And so when you get to the place where you understand the point of giving, when you get to the place where you understand the point of giving, then you can read verse number 10. 
still want to be obligated. Be obligated. But when you get to the place where you understand the point of giving, you can start reading verse number 10. And you can apply that to your life as your own promise. The Bible says, he who supplies seed to the sower. Are you sowing? I said, the Bible says, he who supplies seed to the sower. Are you sowing? He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing. Read the Bible. Sowing. He will supply your seed for sowing. You want God to give you more seed so you can save the seed God gives you. But God wants you to scatter it so that the earth can still be the Lord's and the fullness the world and they that dwell therein. He will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and will increase the harvest not of your pockets but of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way which through us will produce thanksgiving to God for the ministry of this service is not supplying the needs of the saints the ministry of this service is not supplying the needs of the saints but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God we have so much to thank God for. I'm all done. We got so much to thank God for. God has given us so many things. And he's allowed for us to be faithful. Are you ready? He's allowed for us to be faithful over the things that you have sown because your hearts were right. Because your hearts we're pure. Some of us have sown over the years because we felt obligated. But saints, today I believe if there is an assignment from heaven for me, it is to release you of the obligation of giving and to free you into a relationship with God through your giving. Say amen, somebody. Somebody please say amen. It is to release you from an obligation to give and to allow your giving to be a reflection of your relationship with God. Do you trust God to give you everything that you need? Or do you need to control everything because you don't trust God? Giving is an act of sacrifice. Over the years, a place called the Church of the Redeemer Baptist, you have been faithful. Faithful in your sacrifice to God. Somebody say amen. Over the years, 55, 56 years, thank you, I'm sorry, 56 years, you have been faithful in your sacrifice to God. So faithful, in fact, that this morning we are about to celebrate the burning of two mortgages. Two. Not one. Two. Can we get ready? Can we get ready? Two mortgages. These, burn, these mortgages that have been paid off, they were paid off under... Pastor Omari Hughes and the other listen to me, listen to me, listen to me the other one was paid off during a pandemic in a pandemic when the world was shut down when everybody was wondering when 
their, where their next meal was coming from. You showed your faith to God. This is why we praise And as a result, we had that garden. 
walked me during my children's year. And they were a part of the ministry when the debt was paid off. And that would be Barbara Brown, former vice chair, Diane Kirkpatrick, and the late Joe Askew.
of y'all have come to these places and stages in ministry life and you get mad at God because you think somebody's trying to be in your pocket. Somebody trying to be in your pocket, somebody trying to go in your pocket, all these creatures riding around here with these cars and they're living in these houses and this, that, and the other thing. They're trying to, and see, Preflo had the, he had the, uh, all right, all right. We'll talk about a more Bible study. But some of the things that you have to realize about Church of the Redeemer Baptist is these trustees are faithful. They amen, somebody. There are checks and there are balances in this church. And ain't nobody running out of here with no money. Or Dick and Nick's gonna run them out of here with somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Praise his high and holy name. Ain't nobody doing nothing wrong or inappropriate because there are checks and there are balances at this church. So you can give in trust and assurance that God will show God's self faithful at the Church of the Redeemer Baptist. Amen? Amen. The doors of the church are open and it's time to give. The doors of the church are open. It's time to give. The doors of the church are open because some of y'all have not come to church because you've seen or you've heard other churches talk about giving in a way that says, hey, you're trying to take something from me and God didn't really ask me for that. And so I'm, I'm not coming to your church because I don't feel like y'all are, are faithful or trustworthy. I don't feel like you guys have appropriate administrative responsibility. You can trust us here at Church of the Redeemer Baptist. You can trust us at Church of the Redeemer Baptist. Some of y'all have used um, some other people's uh, abuse of your faith, used their abuse of your faith, discount and or discredit God. But no, 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 no. That's not how it works. God is God. People are people. And God will right the wrongs of people no matter how long it takes. They met somebody. So all of the excuses that you've used to not come to Jesus, they are removed right now. I give you Jesus. He's the one that controls every outcome. He's the one that controls every situation. I give you Jesus. He'll be the lifter of your head and the keeper of your life. I give you Jesus. He's the one that can right the wrongs that other people have made real in your life. I give you Jesus. I give you Jesus. I give, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, thank you, Reverend Beebe. Never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Now is your time and today is your day. Just come. Come now. If you've never accepted Jesus, whatever excuse you have, God's got an answer for it. Whatever your excuse you have, God's got an answer for it. Just come. Come now. If you're on a virtual campus, just put a thumbs up and say, it's me. I want to accept Jesus for the first time. Or if you walked away from God because people showed themselves in the church as inappropriately responding to the word of God because they were abusing it for some reason or some way, I offer you Jesus, the real one. The real one. Not the one that coerces, that, that manipulates or uses coercion to get what you want, but I offer you a relationship with Jesus. He'll give you what you need and he'll teach you what you should know. So that you can be a faithful follower. I offer you to come, come now. If it's you, just for yourself. In the virtual campus, or if you need a church home, Church of the Redeemer Baptist has shown itself to be a beautiful place to call home. Church of the Redeemer is a great place to call home. Come now, come now. If you're in a virtual campus, say it's me. We'll just put a thumbs up in the, in the screen, and we'll respond to you. We promise.
some more. Oh, amen. We see what God has already done. Amen. Oh, I don't have the scripture, but Pastor read it. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. So bountifully will reap bountifully. And as it says earlier, too, that the people first gave and Amen. Let's look to the Lord. Father, we thank and praise you for the privilege and the opportunity to give and then to watch you be true to your word, how you will pour out everything that we need so that in all things and in all times we will abound. And it will be just for your glory. We thank you that you also increase our seed for sowing. So that means you bless us so that we can even give some more and some more and some more. And we thank you, God, because you've proven yourself over and over again. Now let us give out of our relationship. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We follow directions of our Thank you. Let that word seal that to us so that we don't forget it. And then if we have any questions, we 
remind us we can come on Wednesday and present our questions at Bible study. Thank you, Lord God. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to one day present us before his presence with exceeding joy, faultless glory, hallelujah, to him our only wise God be